Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening to you. Welcome to the Lion Radio. I'm your host, David Matthew Brown. As always, thank you for tuning in to my brothers and sisters out there, the Maori out there in New Zealand, and my friends that listen out there in New Zealand. Thank you so much. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this is a global show geared towards the heart, geared towards bringing people to the heart. As always, those of you that used to follow me on my show, Inside Out, that show is geared towards living from the inside out. And now this show is has the same intention, but really it's about focusing on the good people are doing around the country and around the globe. Whether they are an individual group, uh, we are focused on bringing that to you and having a dialogue with, with them just for about 25 minutes so we can get a sense and learn about their path, learn about who they are, and I hope, and my intention is that by dialoguing with them, that you will walk away from this show and have learned a little bit about yourself, maybe like today's guest, we're going to learn about health, we're going to learn about her journey, we're going to learn about all the great things that she contributes to. So in about 30 seconds, I'll be introducing Shia to the show, and I'm excited about that. I love her post that she uh, posts on Facebook that I've read. I just love the vibe about her. I love all the stuff I've read on her. So I'm very excited to have her on the show coming up in about 30 seconds or so. For those of you that are interested, you can go to Amazon.com. You can get my best-selling book, The Book of Light, The Heart Opening, which is pretty uh, pretty much a, a shaman look at your heart and dropping you into your heart and into the part of grace. You can also get my book, 90 Days of Heat, Freedom Through Moksha, which is on my 90 straight days of hot yoga and what I learned on my mat and how it influenced my world outside the studio and how it helped me raise my daughter as a single dad. So those are two passions of mine, um, empowering girls and women in soccer, which is what I coach, and also empowering people through my words and speaking. So without further ado, I want to introduce my fan base to Shia Wolf, who is 100% plant-based. She is a pilot, performer, athlete, and proving daily that her now 80% frugivorous lifestyle keeps her fit, healthy, youthful, happy, and nutritionally fortified. So without further ado, I want to welcome Shia to the lion. Welcome, Shia. Oh, Shia Wolf. <laughs> and th- th- aren't you going to roll? <laughs> I, I know, right? I should, I should, that's why I should open the show. I should open the show roaring. That's a good suggestion. I'll take it. <laughs> The lion and the wolf, and um, I just learned so much about you from your introduction. Um, that's so cool that you've written those books. I really admire um, the time and, and effort it takes for people to sit down and really develop their their thoughts and their um, inspiration out, uh, you know, into text form and and written in spoken form, so that people can read that and be influenced and affected by it. But just um, taking the time to really get to the heart and the soul of of what you want to say, a message that you want to give. Also about your um, child and that you're a single father, Um, that's awesome, you know, that uh, you're doing so much also to empower women and empower girls and doing that through the fucker. Um, Yeah, I'm really feeling inspired and I feel like I'm in really good company and I'm really feeling um, very, very privileged and honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Now I want to start. Well, I want to start with your journey. 
I mean, obviously, I mean, not you know, most people don't just go from eating lots of meat to then go into a plant-based diet. So what brought you to a plant-based diet? Um, I, I did a nutritional and sports science degree in England when I was 18, and the person that did our nutritional segment was vegetarian, and she... Um, she kind of tried to propagate her um, her philosophy, but she had to teach us the standard American and England uh, kind of rounded diet um, for us to then use on our clients. Um, but she did influence me when I was 18 to this new thing for me, which was being a vegetarian. But coming from South Africa, you've got your barbecues and things which are Brying, um, it's called braai, where you put meat on the fire and all that. Um, it's a very cultural and social thing. <clears throat> so uh, I had never really enjoyed the braai meat per se. I just, you know, had it because that was our culture and social. But she um, influenced me there. So she explained that, you know, you've got to get certain protein. You've got to um, mix beans and rice, you've got to have soy, you know, to supplement the, the lack of of meat. Um, this was mm. what she had influenced us to um, to believe in the course. So I tried it, and after a year of, of eating that way, I was weak, and I felt terrible. <laughs> and I went to the doctor and said, I said, should I eat meat again? Because I feel so weak and lethargic and awful. And the doctor said, probably yes. So that was my stint of vegetarianism, and I was convinced after that that we must eat meat. Then I read books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, and I'm an O positive, so I was like, oh, Cro-Magnon blood here, you know, I've got to have my meat. And um, <laughs> then, then <laughs> I know, right? And then I became, so I've heard all the arguments, and I've even advocated those that side of it. But then I started to notice that, even though I was following basically like kind of a paleo thing, although there wasn't a, a, such a fad name for it back then, um, but I was eating, um, you know, the standard American personal trainer's diet, which is a bit of meat with some vegetables. Um, after a little while, I started noticing that I would train really hard, eat that way, but then get sick. And I'd get like a cold or a flu, uh, which would leave me, you know, feeling terrible, of course, for a week or two and get that fever, you know, when you're shaking and you're cold, but you, you're sweating and you, you're you covered in blankets, um, just sick and, and painful, like the sore throat and you'd have to take antibiotics. And after a little while of that, I started to say to myself, why on earth, if I'm following the right personal trainer diet, the specific diet of this that everybody subscribes to when they start training to get fit and healthy. Why am I getting sick? And wow. I, I started questioning that. I, I was kind of seeing a guy that um, his mother was had been vegan, and he had once been vegan through her, and he said to me, I've never felt healthier than when I was a vegan. And I said, oh, please, because I felt trapped. Like I knew how weak and sick I was as a vegetarian, and now right. I'm sick on meat. So where to turn, what to do? Like literally one must have become a vegetarian. So he, he <laughs> said that, and I said, please don't tell me about vegan and vegetarian and anything else beginning with V. I just don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it because it made me right. sick and weak. And he, he questioned me and said, what did you eat? So I said, yeah, you know, I got my protein. I got soy. I got uh, mixed the beans around. He said, where was the fruit? 
where was the vitamin C, which outshines the need for protein, um, which, you know, he had his, his peer-reviewed studies to show me um, online, that we started getting online. And after a little while um, of, of saying no, 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 and I even remember eating a whole carcass of chicken because of him. He was like, let's, after I did a 15-kilometer run, um, I did like a running race, he he said, okay, let's let's eat a whole carcass of chicken each, and we did. And we went into a food, we went into a food coma. I promise you, we passed out. And I woke up after that chicken, and I was like, that wasn't good. There's something going on here. We just overdosed on flesh, and sometimes it takes that to feel the full effect because we keep giving ourselves little bits, little bits. But when you OD on the shit, <laughs> sorry, this is a family. Right. Am I lost? Am I lost to Um <clears throat> So we overdosed on the chicken, and I, I noticed yeah, some... Yeah, i give you permission. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so it didn't feel so good. And then, and then not only, not a few weeks later, I got that sore throat again. And wow. it was worse than it had ever been, and it had been getting progressively worse. I kept getting more frequently these sore throats. But this one was mm. so painful that I literally was dreading swallowing. I was, it was going to kill me to have to swallow. And... I remember I couldn't talk. I was in so much agony, and the penny finally dropped. I, I finally clicked into consciousness. I finally connected the dots of the, the food I'm eating with this sore throat and this pain and suffering, and, and that my body is begging me, begging me to stop something that's poisonous. Mm. And, and, and so I wrote on a big piece of paper. So you said I can swear, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I wrote on a big piece of paper because I couldn't talk. I wrote, fuck this, let's go vegan. <laughs> I love it. And I Is that a shirt? Put it in my friend's face. Shirt. And my, my friend just lit up, his whole face lit up, and he was like, yeah, give me a thumbs up. Because he, he'd been, like, really wanting support on his journey and queries. And suddenly I was all in, both feet, baby. I was like, that's it. And I swear, I have never seen it as a chore People say to me all the time, oh, it must be so difficult going without. I'm like, yeah, it's really tough going without sore throats and fevers and pain <laughs> and suffering. This has become as natural as natural as breathing. It's not even a second thought. Would you eat your shoe? Would you chew a piece of metal and swallow it? That's how, that is how I look at meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. That is, that is how I look at the whole animal product shelves and everything. It's just foreign matter that has no business in my body. It's only hurt and harmed me, and I've thrived for eight years now without it. And my friend was spot on. It's not the protein. It's not the soy and the, the combining beans and rice. It's the fruits and the greens. Um, Mineral-rich, right. high-concentrated, high super-rich foods that, that nutrify us with um, the micronutrients and the minerals, as well as the macronutrients. Macronutrients has become like a secondary thing that I concern about. Oh, oh, I'll need some energy because I'm going to do a 15-mile half marathon. So yeah, I'm going to carb up. But carbs was a second thought to well, first I need iodine, I need K2 and D3, I need you know um, m mineral salts and, and ions and things like chlorophyll and things. I need those things first, and then okay, where's the carbs for me? Yeah, it's more about minerals. That's beautiful, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's interesting because I just started taking K2 and iodine. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. What, what spurred you on um, 
on that decision? Oh, just, uh, you know, I was looking for a way to, I had gotten rid of fluoride, any fluoride products. Mm. So I was looking for a way, yeah. to be honest with you, just to, because it's just you and I talking. Just to decalcify my pineal gland. So exactly. The K2, yeah, so the K2 and iodine really help with the thymus, and they really help with the pineal gland. And you know, so it's it's actually you know I've been doing it now for about three weeks, and I can really feel a difference both in my diet and you know my my way of eating now is changing. So it's very synchronistic that you're on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny and interesting for me that you've mentioned the pineal gland or pineal gland. Um. That we just had, well, we were having Halloween. Um, we just had Halloween, and we went to Bone Dance, um, which is a ceremony out here in the Las Vegas, like kind of thing. Um, we're just like dancing around the fire and remembering our ancestors and thanking them for everything they went through for us to exist today um, in this form, in this light and space as we are. And um, <clears throat> people Beautiful. were talking about the pineal or the pineal gland. Um, Somebody asked, well, what is it? And somebody said it's it's the gland that releases DMT and all these um, these things. And that's the middle of the brain and that. And the person, my friend had never heard of the fact that we're bathing in fluoride-enriched water. Yes. And probably absorbing it into our pores. And, you know, it's winter. I want to have my hot shower. And, you know, <laughs> we're absorbing that straight in through the largest organ of our bodies. Because unfortunately, yes. the water is fluoridated, chlorinated, so the B12 is now missing. It's been um, killed off. And, and of course, the fluoride going straight in and crystallizing our pineal gland, which is also the seat of um, enhanced forward thinking, which affects our frontal lobe. So, right. Yeah, yeah, um, clairvoyant, so, yeah, yeah clairvoyance and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, we're, I guess we're all doing the best we can. In the circumstances we've been put into this modern life, um, the pros and cons, to having to, you know, take the iodine and the K2 and help detoxify the fluoride off of that pineal gland. Yeah. Interesting yeah, that you, it's, you it's, brought yeah. that up. We were just talking about it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a collective yeah, consciousness. And, yeah, and I re- yeah, as we progress now, right, because we've been indebted with so much energy as of late, but as, as we're progressing as a collective right now, you know, that veil yeah. is really thin for most people. So that pineal gland is really important. And it's really important on a lot yeah. of different levels, as probably you guys discussed. So I don't want this to be a discussion on pineal gland. I like where you're coming from. <laughs> so for my listeners that are listening right now that have a, that have had those urges, right, because we've all been in situations where we've been around um, people that are vegetarian or vegan. Um, and, and so... For those listening, those that because you're you made a decision and that decision was quick and it was it was fierce and it was awesome and you you know the mantra you put on on that piece of paper was great. But for those people that are like wanted to to make that move towards towards being a vegan and having a healthier diet, is there anything that you can recommend to them that they could start moving in that direction? Yeah, I think that the, the first step is to <clears throat> kind of realize that there's a problem. You know how they say, <laughs> so admit that there's a problem first. And so <laughs> the first step is to really just sit quietly by themselves. Just take yourself 
seriously for a moment and sit quietly, the, the people that, that are listening that may benefit from from this, and really listen to like your body telling you, are you really thriving? Checking in and feeling the feelings of, are you really happy, connected to yourself, never mind others in the rest of the world? And do you feel out of touch with yourself in any way, um, health-wise? Um, and just also, like, on an intimate level with you yourself, in your own heart of hearts, are you feeling a disconnect with regards to what you're shoving into um, your mouth regards, regarding your energy, your um, just the, the feeling of health? Um, are you getting sick? Be honest. Keep a diary or some kind of a journal or even a piece of paper on, on the fridge just today I was sick and put the date and say maybe the symptoms, sore throat or fever or and see because I often I, I'll meet people who say, oh, but I eat meat and I eat raw fish and I never get sick. But then I'll phone them, let's go out, let's go have some fun. Oh, I'm sick. <laughs> and then not only a month later they post on Facebook, I'm sick today. And then they they post a picture or something that there's yeah, sick you know, food like, that they're having in a Did you find that right? Like, don't you find that, like, as an athlete and as someone that works with people, I find this in, in my work. I brought this up today when I was speaking in the desert that I had posted on Instagram last night. People were posting Halloween pictures. I just posted a picture of myself and I put mask. Wow. And I feel like we that should be everybody's Halloween costume. They just show up as themselves and acknowledge that they're wearing yes. masks. Right? <laughs> and everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's put on a good show. It's like a good performance. Everybody's got a good show. They've got yes. a good character they've developed, a good history behind it, a lot of attention, a lot of yes. craziness, right? And mm. you bring something up to them, and they speak from their character. It's like watching a theater piece, right? It's like you're watching Shakespeare <laughs> yes. writing a bunch of actors in your in your life, and you're like, holy mackerel. So, yes. you know... I do know and recognize what you're saying and hear what you're saying, and I also recognize that most people are very not aware of the character or the mask that they're wearing, right? Yes. And what, yes. what's great about listening to what you're talking about is when you made that decision to become, you know, vegan and to to put these wonderful foods in your body. I love the word shoving in your mouth. I think that's wonderful what you said. Like, be careful what you're showing in your mouth. I'm sure that, that brings up a lot of stuff for people. But, you know, like, you have dates yeah. and avocados and bananas and berries and melons and all this beautiful food that you enjoy. And I really yeah. feel like as, you know, with a lot of people, they've just got this mask. And they don't realize they have it. And it's... And I think it, it a lot so, of times comes yeah. from fear. Because they've been, okay, yeah. I, I could talk about love now too, but um, loving themselves, um, making a connection with the food as well, there's so much fear because they've been hurt, um, hurt by the food, and they don't want to admit it. So they, they're hiding, and they're saying to themselves, I never get sick. And a lot of times people say, I've heard a lot recently as well, um, um, well, I don't get sick because I don't think sick thoughts. I don't think sick. I think healthy. I'm strong. I'm healthy. And they do all these affirmations, which is great. And, um, oh, I can heal myself from anything just by thinking about it. Well, that's great. Um, but weren't you just sick like a month ago when I wanted to hang out? Or what about the recent Facebook post? And I don't want people to to um, 
feel ashamed of their sickness or anything, but it seems like they, they're feeling ashamed that they were sick. It's not weakness. It's not that you're less than or, um, or weak in any way. It's your body begging you, screaming to you, please, there's something poisoning me the whole time and we're going to die from this eventually. It's going to be chronic eventually. Please just, can you stop eating it now? And, right, and, and you know what? So people are yeah, ashamed I, to yeah. admit to themselves they've been sick and that they're affected by things. Yeah, and what I hear you saying, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying is, for example, healthy means when you break it up, heal thy, right? That's in the words, heal thy. So yeah. heal thyself, right? So mm-hmm. what, what you're talking about is, what you're saying is on a mind level, it's wonderful to have these wonderful thoughts and to clear that all up, right? Wonderful. And then you have... Wit- yeah, with that, you have the spirit connection. So you have mind-spirit connection. But you also have your body. So if you are essentially yeah. clearing up those thoughts, what you're, what you're feeding your body is symbolic of what you're telling yourself. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it, what, it'll come naturally. Yeah. If there's no blockages, right. if the thoughts are coming not from fear, if they're fearful and we're saying to ourselves, oh, I'm scared of getting sick, so I won't get sick. Instead of just saying, you know what, I accept, um, or <laughs> I, I surrender to the universe, what will be will be, but I'm doing the best I can in my consciousness. There's a difference of frequency there, maybe. But without getting too much into that, just the shame behind being sick and then admitting to themselves that, you know what, I have been sick. I wasn't that well. I didn't feel so good. Uh, in reality, it's not like a, the person um, is going to now be um, pessimistic or, or anything like that or cast a shadow on themselves. But just to really pull the Band-Aid off and look at the festering wound, if it is, if it isn't, then great. But if it's a festering wound, well, let's get that cleaned up. Let's clear that infection. Let's um, get it strong again and heal it from the inside. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And, and that's, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and, and, and again, like what I love that you're you're speaking about is, I can't really speak for any other country, so I can only speak for this country. But one of the things mm-hmm. that I, I can recognize about this country that is interesting is that we believe that comfort is love. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people go to comfort foods and do all sorts of things, right? But mm-hmm. fear is comfortable, right? Fear mm-hmm. is comfort. When you're in love, when you are in love where you're at, because we're, we're all walking in it, so when you're in love, there is no comfort there. It's complete an unfoldment of the breath, of the mind, of the body, and it's and it's constantly changing. So it's, there's almost this mm-hmm. kind of wildness. There's no control. Right? Vulnerable, yes. But, yeah, vulnerable. It's open. It's open no matter what's going on. It stays open, it, and it it's present, right? And so yes. a lot of people believe that, well, I'm comfortable. So you're you're asking them, you're saying, right, you're sick. Are you sick? They're saying no because they're comfortable, and then they recognize that they're getting sick. And mm. what I like and about step one would be to write that down. Write it down. Be honest and say, today I I was I had sore throat. Uh, next week or today I was coughing and couldn't stop coughing all day and for the whole week I've been coughing. Um, next week, oh, you know, today I blah blah. blah. So whatever shows up, um, really jot it down and and. Even take note of where there's an acne breakout on the face because that's um, correlating to our intestines and, and the intestines and, and the organs. Um, with reflexology, you can map out on the face. You can also get your eye um, iridology checked. 
um, <clears throat> they, the doctor can actually, if if they know um, iridology, they can map out your organs in both of your eyes and tell you what the state is currently of your liver, your spleen, your kidneys, your nerves, uh, thyroid, all of these things, uh, your stomach, your colon, your heart. So I would say step two uh, is go get maybe get iridology done, uh, have a professional read your eye and tell you what's up with your organs. I'm not saying then go ahead and buy all their little tinctures and things that they want to sell you. Do some research at step three. <laughs> Do the research. Right. Put the work in. Um, but let's go right back to the beginning then with the comfort. If you're completely honest and you're jotting down every time that you have felt sick and you look back over a year and you go, wow. Um, and then try something new. Uh, the Einstein said that, you know, to continue doing the same thing and expect different results is insane. So, if that's been the results of the current diet and the current lifestyle, um, then next year let's change it. Even if it takes a whole year to to click or to take a chance on a change and try something new, it's still you, it's still yourself, you're still eating, you're still going to be com- comforted, you're not going to go without. These days you can just go online and type in, I don't know, um, Cajun sweets and it'll give you a whole vegan recipe on how to uh, get yourself some southern southern Cajun sweets, uh, sweet potatoes, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I loved when I was in Louisiana. New Orleans was awesome. And we did the whole Mississippi, up and down the Mississippi River. A friend of mine and I, we, we drove, did a road trip, um, all the way from Louisiana to Missouri and back down to Alabama. And we ate all the southern cooking, but we had vegan style. Um, you know, they used coconut oil instead of butter and cream. Um, they used almonds, um, um, almond milk and coconut milks and all kinds of stuff to give it that comforting, rich, southern gooeyness, ooeyness, you know, that, that good feelingness. And so we didn't go without, and we tasted all that southern stuff, and it was good. And so just go online, and, and there's so many recipes. People love to share and, and, and give from their heart. They're so excited to, um, to share their recipes, uh, their vegan version of this and that. It's, just, it's so easy. They can definitely do it. But what would Beautiful. trigger them would maybe be seeing the reality on that piece of paper that they've written down all the times they were sick that year and all the symptoms and all the suffering they went through. Maybe that'll trigger them. But unfortunately, most times it takes a desperate act of recovery to, to make a, a connection, a conscious um, click. Like, oh, oh, the person's got liver cirrhosis. Maybe they're going to quit drinking now because they're about to die, die from it. Or, oh, may now the person, you know, has um, some kind of a cancer. Oh, man, what should I do? And, and finally they'll make a connection. But sometimes they don't do their research and then they'll follow the herd where the doctor tells them, get chemo and do this and that, which we all know that's just the road to um, maybe a five-year living with it, but not a full recovery in most cases. Right. Wouldn't you want to get a full recovery and not live in fear that you've got it and it's coming back, it could come back? Just um, there's so many documentaries online now that you can see people have cured their cancer. They've um, they've they've managed to overcome the acidic pH that the meat and dairy was probably causing in their blood and raised their pH and and their um, resonance up um, so that they're more alkaline through eating fresh fruits and vegetables. So that the cancer cells, the tumors, have just disintegrated and gone. Um, because right. they can't thrive in, in that alkaline environment that's provided by fruits and veggies. Um, so sometimes it takes a real um, illness. For me, it was that pain. 
it was so right. painful that I couldn't keep blinders on my eyes anymore. I couldn't go for one more second thinking this is normal. It can't be normal. Right. There's no way. <laughs> right. Yeah. How can people get a hold of you? With two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. That was great. I like big hugs, big, big bear hugs. I'm very tactile. I do, too. Um, <laughs> they're great. <laughs> yeah. That's my love language, um, hugs, touch. So and and words of affirmation. Um, I'd love for people to um, get in touch with me. Um, they're welcome to um, to get in touch on Twitter and Facebook um, and Instagram. It's all just at Shia Wolf, S H A I A Shia Wolf with just like the animal spelling. Um, or you can email me right. um, Shia Wolf at yahoo dot com. Um, and I am in the process of building a website, uh, but you know I will keep you posted about that. Well, I think it's great because those of you, like I, look, I follow you on Facebook. That's how we met. I enjoy what you talk about. I enjoy kind of the wildness of you. Like I think it's it's <laughs> wonderful to watch and observe. And it's it's great to see where you go and how you see life and that you're going to be going to Hawaii next, you know, in June and all sorts of wonderful things. So for, for my listeners that want to explore and learn more about Shia's work and she sings and she does Kung Fu and surfing and dancing and running and all sorts of awesome stuff, go to Shia Wolf on Facebook. And then from there, you'll be able to find her in, in other avenues, like she said, Twitter and Instagram. Shia, it's been a pleasure having you on the line. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And for the listeners, um, I've almost maxed out my friends. I'm trying to not do that, but um, there is a page, uh, Public Figure Shia Wolf. Go on there and like it and um, write to me on there uh, when if the friends list is uh, maxed out eventually. Um, I'll, I love replying to people. I love to um, meet people all the time. I want to hear your stories, share stories, and um, let's like build unity in the community. There's so much dissonance, um, people's different opinions, and then they get on a tangent and um, there's like separation. I'm looking for unity. I want all of us to remember ourselves and that uh, we're all one and that we are really just on this earth for a blink of an eye. Let's love each other. Let's just love each other. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Shia, for coming on, and we will talk Thanks soon. God bless everybody. Have a good night. Ow! <laughs> Good night. And, uh, happy Vegan Day, oh, November first. Yeah, ha- happy Vegan Day. Much love. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.